Yeah, we we do be having roster issues. I'm gonna insure you real quick because this is all good stuff and I'm probably gonna leave it in. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, you guys crushed us last night. Yeah. Did you get to see any of that game? I did. I did. I did. I ended up watching uh, most of the highlights. I didn't. I didn't see like the game live because they're like at one in the morning. But I oh, yeah, uh, was I going to say I saw the like extended version and I also caught like the first two periods, which is like went oh, really awesome. really well for you guys. So yeah. So I figured I because I I don't want to like out here and pontificate on like literally nothing. So I don't want to be that asshole. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. That seems like the basic role as a podcaster, right, is to uh, make sure that I'm aware of what or when there's a game. Uh, I should probably watch it. Um, let's yeah. See. Unfortunately, I, I do feel like we're all stuck watching every one yes. of these games. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, okay. We all right. I don't think they've released lines yet. Did they practice today? Maybe they didn't. Maybe that's why I'm not... Uh, Let's see. Oh, I guess not. All right, okay. All right. Well, uh, we don't awesome. know what the lines are going to look like, but let me just let me just go on. Uh, let me just go on. It's daily face off and pull that up. All right, just so I know what I just so I have this in front of me. All right, I'm 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 good. All right, excellent. All right, I'm ready. Um, yeah. How are you, by the way? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good. Good. Yeah, good. hanging in there. Um, no, there you go. That's good. You you got <laughs> the Flyers are actually playing like pretty well lately. I saw. It's, uh, they are doing it. Why? I mean, you guys are not, like, a playoff team, I don't think. No. Uh, but, no. No, no, but, I mean, like, how has Hurt been this year? He was very, very good at the start of the season, essentially the yeah. only reason. I they I remember that. Yeah. He's kind of he's leveled off and had a couple of clunkers. Okay. Um, But last night he was pretty good. Yeah, he was good. really good. Yeah, well, because I mean, I, I mean, you guys were the better team last night, so you absolutely deserve to win. But uh, the uh, he made, I mean, a, on Ovechkin in particular, a couple of yeah. games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I mean, man, like you guys have some, like, I mean, fucking Konechny was flying. He's been really good for you guys. He has been good. He's um, yeah. he really seems to be thriving under Torts. It was kind of a question going in, just because he seems like kind of like a a goofy. Yeah, guy that doesn't really take anything very seriously. So it was kind of like, well, how's he going to do with like Mr. Serious Pants as the coach? And so far, it seems to be going really well. So. There you go. That's awesome. How was Provorov looked, by the way? I thought he looked okay, but he obviously had that horrible turnover. But Ooh, that was a uh, that was pretty bad. But uh... <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that's that was... um. He's kind of been doing I feel like he's like the guy that like you guys really needed to be like a surefire number one D kind of guy. And he just, it doesn't seem like that's in the cards at this point, does it? No. Mm-mm. I think, yeah. I, I feel like at least um, us like on the pod chatting about it. I feel like we knew that um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. That, like on an actual good team, he's probably like a three or a four. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? And I mean, you can get away with that if, like, you know, you have really good three or four Ds, right? I mean, like, the Caps are, I feel like, actually a good example. I mean, like, Carlson, like, is really good, but, like, he's not a traditional defenseman, really. And yeah, so, like, yeah. if you actually look at, like, a game-to-game basis, it's actually, like, Orlov and Jensen that really drive play. Mm-hmm. But, like, which I think was probably a little bit of happened with us tonight, although they also, I don't think, played very well. But, um, you know, like, it's, you need, like, it needs to come from somewhere. You know, if your 1D isn't going to be like a, you know, high skin in, McCarr, Josie level kind of player, you need like a lot of depth. And it just like, 
seems like that's like kind of one of the one of the roster issues y'all seem to have sometimes yeah we we do be having roster issues i'm gonna injure you real quick because this is all good stuff and i'm probably gonna leave it in all right i'm sorry yeah you're right you're right i'm just uh, now i'm just firing off all right okay all right Go ahead. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are ready to record. <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition. We've got Greg Young back with us to talk about the Washington Capitals. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel bad. We were having a hell of a talk before about hockey. I mean, oh, normally before these, we're like, oh, like, let's let's uh, shoot the... Wait, can I curse on this? Absolutely. Okay. We normally be like, we can like shoot the shit before, you know, about other stuff. But like, Mm -hmm. then we started talking about hockey and I was like, oh, wait. And then you were right and correct in saying, oh, maybe we should actually record this. So uh, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm actually kind of glad that I forgot to, to DM you about doing a pregame for last night's game, because I I feel like we got to get to chat a little bit more about, you know, what the next game is going to look like, because we just saw this one. And yeah, I I I don't think Flyers fans were expecting it to go quite that well. Um, like we said earlier, they've been playing they've been playing pretty well recently. Sure. Um, but for the most part, I've been playing bad teams. Um, so then Toronto came to town and they lost to Toronto, which was like, okay, yeah, there we go. That's yeah, that's how you things are You know, yeah, Toronto's really and, good. <laughs> yeah, and while the Capitals aren't you know, the powerhouse that maybe they used to be. They're, you know, first wild card spot. They're a good team. They have Alex Ovechkin. Like, there's a lot of reasons to believe that the Flyers should lose to the Washington Capitals. But they kind of did the exact opposite of that. Like, not only did they win the game, but they kind of dominated the game. So, yeah, they got played really well. I was, I was very impressed yeah. with the Flyers last game. I, I kind of wanted to ask you, so from the other side perspective – yeah. What did the Caps do wrong last night? So I think the big thing here is obviously the Caps just got uh, Tom Wilson and Nicholas Backstrom back in the lineup, right? I mean, Tom Wilson was always a, all right, like we know he's going to come. He's probably going to come around like early January and that's about winning games. So fine. Um, uh, Backstrom though, we had no idea. I had no, I had no expectation for him to play at all. I also had an uh, off-the-record conversation with a Caps person, and I had asked them point blank, like, do we think Backstrom's going to play, like, 30 more games to the Caps the rest of his career? And they said, take the under. So, Ooh. like, I mean, they didn't expect Backstrom back this soon, if at all. And so I think the I, – I go into describing this because whenever you have two players of that caliber that get put back in the lineup, there's going to be some reshuffling. And one of the big kind of unheralded successes has been Connor Sherry actually being on the first line, which is an unusual idea, but it's actually kind of worked a little bit for them. And so when you have two guys of Wilson and Backstrom's caliber, just getting them back in the lineup, obviously it's it's very helpful, but at the same time, there's going to be some recalibration that I think has to occur. And you also have the fact that they're obviously not 100% in game shape yet. And yeah. I think Wilson was a little has gotten a little more active as he's played. Backstrom had a, obviously a very nice assist last night, but you would say particularly defensively, they have a lot exposed and still. And so with those kind of things in the background, it's tough to kind of see the team, you know, they're going to need some, re- what I'm going to call recalibration time. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, it's not just like, oh, we had a fourth liner, you know, who was mediocre, and then now we're replacing him with another fourth liner. Like, these are two foundational franchise pieces. And when you get them in the lineup and start moving people around, having Nantha as a healthy scratch, which mm-hmm. I have issues with, but it is what it is, um, you know, I think that there's going to just have to be some kind of settling time. And I think the last two games, because the Caps also played Columbus uh, yeah. on Sunday, and did not look particularly good in that game. They won one nothing, but you know, against one of the worst teams in hockey, they they really needed Darcy Kemper to basically shut, you know, basically save their bacon, and he did. Mm-hmm. And he actually played uh, Kemper. I think played very well against the Flyers for the most part. But um, you know, I just think that like whenever you have two guys at that recalibrate, you know, there's going to need to be a recalibration, and you saw yeah. that the last two games with the Caps. So it's kind of one of those losses where it's less like. I'm super pissed off at the way my team performed on the ice and more we're figuring some things out. And so this loss kind of makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they, I think that's right. I mean, I'll also say this, like the margins in hockey are so small that I'd like the Flyers have been playing well lately. So even absent that, I mean, sometimes weird stuff happens in one game. I mean, the Caps don't always play super well in Philly too. That's like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, kind of a weird atmosphere for them. So I, you know, I don't, I, I it would be tough for me to say any, I'm going to give like a very frustrating answer here, which is <laughs> I really wouldn't ever be individually surprised with any one game. Now that yeah. said, like, uh, the next game against the Flyers is going to be the third game since Backstrom and Wilson have been back. So you'd mm-hmm. hope to see some improvement for the Capitals. But at the same time, these things take time, you know, and we're still only in January. You know, the Caps have, I wouldn't say they have a playoff spot locked up because they definitely don't, but they're in a pretty good position. Yeah. And so yeah. they have a little bit of time to kind of figure these things out. And if I know the Caps and I know the way they sometimes coast in the middle of the season, they will take that time and they'll take uh, <laughs> they'll take maybe longer than a lot of people would like. So over the course of the season, um, yeah. how have the Capitals kind of like responded after a game like this? Where I mean, I would imagine that for you know the Capitals coaching staff and the players for yeah. the most part, they look at the Flyers as a team that they should probably beat. Like, yes, let's all be and fairly so, right? Exactly, yeah. yes. So how have they kind of, like, been able to bounce back? Like, do they seem to, like, mire in losses like this? Or do No, I would say like that's that? never really been a Capitals MO, is miring mm-hmm. in losses. Like, I mean, the Caps, I, for whatever, I mean, whatever you want to say, they're a very, very well-coached team in the regular season, right? Yeah. And so, you know, whether it's from Trotz to Reardon, who obviously wasn't great in, you know, the playoffs or Laviolette, who I have my issues with, but you would say from kind of a tactical and motivational standpoint is, is a very, very good coach in a lot of ways. You know, I wouldn't say they're ever really like bogged down for too long in any one kind of stretch. Now that said, what I will say this year is it's been a little weird because I, frankly, I was struggling to come up with it, with a game that they really struggled like this in a while because they've been playing really, really well for like a month and a half. So, you know, it's kind of tough to come up with an example because before that they were playing kind of crappy and they were, you know, maybe a bubble team. You know, a lot of people like me saying, oh, like maybe the end is nigh or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that I would be surprised if the Caps mm-hmm. were like mired in some kind of slump or something. Um, I just think that, you know, we're at a point where both two new players in the lineup that are very important, still kind of recovering from the loss of Carlson, I think in a lot of ways. And, you know, kind of, I think 
maybe hitting a little bit of a, you know, January veteran team tired kind of don't feel like playing super hard kind of stretch too a little bit. So I'm glad that you mentioned um, how well they've been playing because I wanted to talk a bit about that. We last chatted back on December 7th um, for a game that Washington won four to one. Um, And after that, they ended up going, looks like nine and two in the month of December, two and two in January so far. Um, Obviously, that sounds like a team for which things are clicking. So what has been going particularly well for the Caps since our last game? Yeah, I mean, okay, so a few things first. I would say, first off, they have gotten more healthy, right? I mean, you know, they, they've since had Orlov back into the yeah, lineup, is who is a player that I constantly talk about but because I think he's actually really important for the way that they run a lot of their systems. They've had Oshi actually back in the lineup for a little bit now. That's been helpful. But the funny thing with the Caps, and actually I think you could see this a little bit against the Flyers, is that for a while now, they've had a lot of success driven by the bottom two lines, actually, mm-hmm. which is like kind of an unusual thing, but like very quietly Nick Dowd has turned into like a almost like I wouldn't say Selkie because that's obviously going too far, but like a really, really, really good player. And they have him on the fourth line just crushing minutes. You know, they have a lot of kind of pieces that seem to have fit and clicked in. You know, I think Kuznetsov's been better like this year, and I think he's been a little more consistent lately. Um, you know, and I, I just think there's been a lot of little pieces that have clicked. There's also been talk around the team a little bit that mm-hmm. Laviolette switched up his system in middle December, that the Caps were kind of overly forechecky, which is just not a good I, I could see why Laviolette tried that, particularly with yeah. all the injuries and all the young players, just let them, you know, try to do all that stuff. But the, he actually made apparently a pretty big tactical adjustment in terms of, you know, making, trying to give a little more flexibility to what the Caps are doing in the neutral zone and mm-hmm. really allowing them to get back on defense a little bit more and le- leaving um, Kemper and uh, Lindgren out to dry less. And I think that that has also helped. I mean, Obviously, the Cavs' goaltending has been miles better this year, and I think that's also a big, big thing too. Because they, whenever you have a team like the Caps, that obviously the the core talent has diminished a little bit, you're going to need your goalies to be not just better but more consistent on a game to game basis. Because if the Caps have a good game, they need to win. Right. They're not at the point where like they can kind of just float and be mediocre and then, you know, let them get goalie the game or two. Like they need to be winning the games they play well in. And I think having good goalies really aligns the Caps roster and their performance to the ultimate result in a clearer way. And I think that's actually helped the Caps, too. So going into Saturday's game, are you expecting a Capitals win? I'm expecting a Capitals win. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that that probably I, I would be surprised if they didn't play a whole lot better. How about I say, I'm going to give you that frustrating lawyerly <laughs> answer. Of, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not answer your question, but it seemed like I'm answering. Uh, but uh, I would be surprised if they didn't play a whole lot better. Um, you know, yeah. I think that they, I would expect, I, Wilson and Backstrom have slowly started to look better. And obviously mm-hmm. this is going to be like a 5-10 game process for them to really get back into it. But I would expect them to play a lot better. I would expect Anthony Mantha to finally crack the lineup. And actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Caps shuffle lines a little bit. Yeah. I was actually just checking before the show. I, the Caps haven't practiced yet, and so I don't know what the lines are going to look like. I would expect some recalibration there too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would I would expect them to play a lot better and probably a lot more disciplined too, because I think that, you know, anytime you're giving up shorthanded goals or giving yeah. up like two on O's or 
you know, all these kind of things. That's all stuff Laviolette really, really, really is pretty good at tightening down. And mm-hmm. I would not expect that to, that kind of play to continue past one game. So what's been going on with Anthony Mantha? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, and that's, <laughs> so um, I, I talked, I think last podcast, I'm sure I talked about Connor McMichael, right? And You, you know, did, the, yes. The up and down nature of it and all of that. And I think Anthony Mantha is someone that it, I think is kind of fit in with this. Um, he was, I, just to give a little bit of context here. So he was traded um, for, by the Capitals for Jakob Vrana, who obviously has been in the news and, you know, I think he just got like healthy scratched by his AHL team I saw today. Mm. So, you know, obviously there were some, I think kind of personnel issues on both sides. And obviously I don't think Mantha and Vrana's situation is at, at all comparable. Right. Because obviously Mantha's had his own or Vrana's had his own issues and Mantha, you know, is, is are obviously more on the ice. But I think with Mantha, the, I think there's a bit of a misalignment between what the Capitals thought they were getting and what he actually is. So Anthony Mantha is a big dude. Right. He's like six, five. And, you know, he is like big looking on the ice, but he doesn't actually play all that big. He actually is like a better passer than you think. And defensively, he, he gets results. But a lot of it isn't just from like muscling people around. It's more kind of just being in the right place um, and all of that. And he actually does a pretty good job of driving play. But he really isn't like a power forward. Like him and Tom Wilson are very, very different players, you know? And I think that when the Caps got him, I think they, for whatever reason, and you had people like me even at the time saying, this is not what Anthony Mantha is. But I think that that was kind of, they figured that they could mold him into a kind of power forward player. And it's just not what he is. Mm -hmm. He's actually, actually a really finesse player in a lot of ways. And I think that would be one thing. The other thing with Anthony Mantha, though, that Detroit fans will tell you to a T, and I think we've seen this in Washington, is that he can just kind of be invisible sometimes. And I think Hmm. that's probably the real thing that's frustrating Peter Laviolette and the Caps, is that he'll have stretches where he'll score like four goals in six games, right, and look like he can crush the world, and then he'll just kind of float and disappear a little bit. And you heard Mantha say that he thinks his work off the puck needed a lot of work. And he actually seemed to take a lot of personal responsibility for it, you know, Mm -hmm. and players can obviously say whatever they want to say in the media, you know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually pretty close to the truth here. And that, you know, that that's also been a little bit of what's going on. But I think the other thing that's worth saying is that Mantha was someone that, um, you know, with 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 uh, with Wilson and Backstrom coming back, there's also been a glut of forwards that the Caps have, and with the emergence of uh, Sony Milano, who has been kind of a fascinating player, great name, and actually a really good and very determined player on the puck. Um, I think he's also maybe taken a spot that otherwise would have been Mantha's, and so that's one that uh, we're going to have to kind of see how that shakes out. Now, the the other question that's kind of at the periphery here is. If you were to put Mantha in the third line, which is, I think, ultimately when this all settles, I think where he'll end up, then who do you take out? And Mm. that's kind of been an open question, too, because Lars Eller has not been very good for a couple of seasons now for the Caps. And there's been a lot of talk about maybe he's at the edge. They actually just recently moved him back to wing. And so we're going to have to see, you know, if Mantha were to get in the lineup, exactly whose place he would take to. So there's really no bigger sin with an NHL coach than being a large player that doesn't play like a large player. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Because, I mean, you know, you can be a small player. And, I mean, if you're a small player and, like, play like a big player, coaches will love you. 
right? Oh, yeah. But that's also a huge injury risk, and it's not always the most effective. So I've, I've, I've long been a little confused about that. Like, I mean, from a – in my dumb fan brain, I can kind of understand from a root level. And obviously, La Violette, there's, there's stuff that's going to go on there that we don't mm-hmm. totally know. But – yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird and a little frustrating, and I, I, I do think there's a role for the for Anthony Mantha on the Caps, but if there's not, then you know they're going to probably try to look to move on because he's making five mil against the cap, and that's gonna that's Ooh. that's too big of a salary to healthy scratch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, given that there are a few days in between these games, do you expect that we will see Lindgren, or do you think we'll get Kemper again? Oh boy. All right. So this is a, this is the fun part where I'm going to look up the cat schedule. Uh, schedule. Uh, (laughs) uh, This is great podcasting. Uh, Do you have like a, like a background music here for me? Uh, Okay. So they play the flyers on Saturday and then the Islanders on, uh, oh yeah. Flyers on Saturday, Islanders on Monday. So that's a, so there's a game between, uh, Oh, they're on their every other game schedule, which the caps love. All right. So I would, probably expect let's see it's at home it's been a while since Lind- i i could see them playing Lindgren. actually oh. i mean i could see either one i mean there's obviously a decent amount of space between games and you would yeah. figure Lindgren is either going to play against the flyers or the caps next game which is a very important game against the islanders um mm. well actually that that game's really important i would expect kemper to play that game maybe Lindgren does get the start on saturday that actually would seem to be good right They've, they've uh, yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. Lindgren actually, because Kemper was out for a couple of weeks uh, mm-hmm. earlier with with a, with a un, classic undisclosed injury. Um, and uh, Lindgren actually was really, really good. And he has actually been a hell of a find for the Capitals this year. Really, like Kelly, their goaltending has been. Uh, I, I, it's weird. I'm not used to having good goaltending again. Like, I mean, we had Holpi for a while, who was really, really good for a very long time. But I mean, ever since then, you know, they just kind of had been in the scrambler with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with Vanacek and Samsonov. And so now it's actually it's a little unusual to see this kind of consistently good level of play. But it's been refreshing, and uh, I think the team has also been able to adjust their play with the reliability of the goalies behind them. So I'm sure the team would also tell you they're relieved as much as anything about the way this is kind of shaken out. I would imagine having good goaltending really just like solves all kinds of problems, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, so, I mean, I think there's the traditional way of saying like, look, goaltending goal is above all else, the most important thing, because there's only two outcomes, right? You know, you either save it or you score. And so if you can stop more goals because you're saving more than like, that's just on a gut level important. But I also think systems wise, when you have good goaltending that, you know, you can make a little bit of a mistake and still get away with it. Sometimes I think that also plays really, really well. And the example I would always give would be one of the things, the caps that drove them bananas about Samsonov and Vanacek, particularly Samsonov is how much they gave goals from the point. Right. Mm. And so when you, when you do that and feel like you need to defend the point almost as much as you need to defend down low, that makes defending really tough. And it really puts a lot of stress on a defense. And when you can trust a guy to just make the saves when he needs to make and maybe bail you out every once in a while, it gives you the kind of system, the systemic flexibility that a really good coach like Laviolette can take advantage of. So coming off this five, three flyers win, what's your final score for Saturday? Oh boy. You're asking me all the hard questions. Um, so I would say, hmm, let's see. Uh, I keep in mind, I'm always wrong. Right. So I think that's the, that's the going, that's the going philosophy here. Um, let's see. I have to play pretty, uh, pretty crappy last night. And I said, I think they're going to play better. And I think they will. I'm going to say they win a three, two in overtime. One of these days I have to be right. 
right? I mean, if we're going to do an overtime, it might as well be on a Saturday, right? Right. Yeah. Or you know, it's, you. it's been a little bit since the Caps played <laughs> overtime game. You know, they, uh, yeah, I, I give me, give me three, two in overtime and the Caps look good. How about that? If that does happen, I'm going to curse your name only because there's Fair nothing point. really, there's nothing worse for the Flyers right now than an overtime loss. Like you don't need that point, friends. Leave no, point exactly. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you guys need the point either, but, <laughs> no, 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 but no, no. Uh, you're, you're quite point. right. We, we, don't need, uh, we don't need two of them either. But no, that's true. That's true. So the Caps might as well just win 3-2 in regulation. We can go home uh, five minutes earlier, right? I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I was going to give the Flyers the benefit of the doubt and say that it's going to be like a, a close-ish game. But I'm, I'm thinking like 4-2. 4-2. 4-2 Flyers? No, 4-2 Caps. Oh, okay. All right. So we're, yeah, Okay, so the fact that we're both picking the Caps means the Flyers are going to win, of course. Like, we all, we all know that's how that works. Right, so uh, I am dooming my team to uh, to ignominy here, but that's okay. I will uh, I will press forward and hopefully uh, I'll be right for once. Who knows? Maybe I would, I, will be. I would love that for you, but again, <laughs> please, the Flyers, if you're listening, stop getting points from overtime losses. I beg of you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, at this point, like, I mean, I just, you know, it's just. It's gotten so silly that, I mean, I would have to imagine that at some point they have to consider the three-point system, right? Because, I mean, it's this so is just, stupid. Like, this is just, it's gotten, like, out of hand. Like, who cares? Like, these standings are, like, basically meaningless at this point in the sense of they just look so much more compressed than they actually are. And yes. I don't know. It's also, it's just frustrating because, like, if a team plays well, like, you know, uh, like a 4-1 win in regulation, like, that should almost, to me, count for more than, like, bull crapping your way to overtime. Absolutely. You know? You know, or like bullcrapping your way through both overtime and and to a shootout, which is basically pure randomness. Like, I don't know. That's always, that's always like been front. That's almost as frustrating as the, um, as the moving text, which actually, by the way, Kelly, can I ask, have, have you gotten used to it or do you still hate it? It's one of those things I've seen other people say this and it's like, I don't consciously notice it, but I feel physically worse watching again yeah that makes sense. i think i agree it's like my brain is like not happy with something you know yeah like i think i think our eyeballs are like this isn't right something is wrong and so it's making them work harder yeah like, well because it's like there's multiple moving things which yeah. is what bothers me you know what i mean and, like and when i'm watching true. hockey and i mean obviously like you know we're like i, I won't say like semi-professional maybe semi-professional you know, like we're trying to watch these games and actually pay attention to like what's going on. It's incredibly distracting when you have to watch these games with like a level of discernment to just have all this like shit flown around like that you just don't have any control over. It's like very, very frustrating to watch. I mean, the example I would always give would be like if you were playing a sports video game. Like, you would mm. never have a setting like this in a million years, right? Because it would be no. the, the most distracting thing ever if you were trying to play a game. And, like, I don't know, like, if you're a fan, obviously there's a different level of watching here. But it's still just frustrating. It's very, like, visually, like, I don't know, arresting in a way that I don't like, you know? Yeah, same. Big same. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that they revisit this in the offseason. Yeah, because, I mean, I think I think everyone is still unhappy with it. Like, I, I, I think there have been a lot of talk of, like, good. people will get used to it, you know, because they got used to ads on jerseys because they got used to blah, 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 blah. But, like, I actually, like, the ads on jerseys thing never really bothered me. No, this care. is, like, because, I mean, the ads on jerseys, like, whatever, they're still wearing a red jersey. I can still keep up with what's going on, right? But, like, yeah. this is really just actively annoying. 
in a yes. way that like I doesn't make me want to watch it as much, which sucks because I love hockey. I want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I fully accepted that we are made slaves to the advertisers as far oh, as 100%. a sports fan. Like, I, I accept and, and that they put advertising wherever they can, but like right. You know, but like what's what's I feel like frustrating and then I'll I'll stop with my rant about this after this. But like I think what's frustrating is like they they're replacing other ads. Right. It's so stupid. Like, like, come on now. Like, I don't know, like how about instead you just put one big ad in there and then you can charge a whole lot more for it? Like, does anyone actually like I don't know, like there's I don't know, it's just very it's it's very weird because like it's replacing another thing that yeah. like is already an ad. I just, I, for the life of me, I it's just. Very I'm weird. Very confused, they can like weird. cover as much shit as you want to with advertisements. Fine. Like, the, Color the, the goalposts. What do I care? You know, yeah, like, like the, fine. The like, digital, whatever. Just, this yeah. is annoying. Like the green yeah. screen, like digital adding it in post is just, it's bad. And there's a lot of times it. it doesn't work still. Like, yeah, it's glitchy you know, as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Or like it can be not glitchy, but like if the play is going in that direction and like there's like another moving part, that's like another thing your brain has to account for. And it's just yeah, it's no, you know, like I yeah, very very okay. All right, I'm glad I'm glad we agree, and I'm glad it's still January, and I'm still annoyed about it. So you know, nothing will probably change, but I will continue to be annoyed. So there you go. Greg, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at, at GregY underscore JR. The show is at Japers Drink Radio. Um, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to post much uh, this year. I've kind of had to take a little bit of a mental health holiday. Uh, I am fine. Everything will be fine. But uh, I haven't really been able to post that much this year. But I'm hoping to get back into it, you know, in the next month or two. And I'm kind of easing my way back in. So uh, we will post. I guarantee it. It's just uh, I needed to take a little bit of a break for things outside of my control. Listen, sometimes you have to do that. Yes. You have to. So I'm glad that you did. Greg, thank you again for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, if you're able to see the game, you enjoy it. And yeah. I hope that we do too. Absolutely. Go, go Flyers question mark at this point. There this you go. Where go I Flyers question mark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Kelly. Thanks.